Welcome to What's Left, a weekly political discussion challenging the Mismulet. I'm Eduardo Barca with co-host each socialist Andy Lipson and committed to organizing socialist Kenny Cepeda. We are online at what-s-left.webnote.com. Uh, please subscribe, rate, review, turn on your notifications, uh, share your favorite episode wherever you found this episode, and jot down our information, uh, our blog. Uh, today, we will be discussing, uh, well, we've been discussing vaccine mandates, uh, we've been discussing um, passports, vaccine passports, we've been discussing it with other folks on the left, um, we've been discussing it with even folks on the right, and these mandates have basically permeated in all areas of our of everyone's lives, and we've discussed it about, in general, about students' lives and teachers' lives and lockdowns, and even um, We've discussed even some of my own journey around lockdowns, and we've discussed uh, Andy's uh, journey and through this uh, vaccine mandates at his work site. And now I guess we're going to spend some time trying to really uh, hear out uh, Kenny's side of uh, of his experience of what he's been going through as, as it relates to everything that um, all things mandates. Because we talk about it, but we also acknowledge that it's not something that we it's a discussion talking point. And through these discussion points, we also find ways to discuss other areas that we haven't really, or we tackle other areas, like we bring up articles and stuff about uh, certain topics. And Kenny's uh, uh, ver- uh, version of events or his story, which we've not discussed until now, has been something in the background that we've been known, known about, and now hopefully we'll be able to fill in the spaces or uh, the gaps of what uh, we've been sharing here and there but not a full episode of. So we hope to hear uh, you, Kenny, and give you the space for it. Yeah, I mean, I, I usually comment and share snippets and pieces about my story. Um, and at times I've chosen to not share. You know, we've discussed um, mm-hmm. personal reasons that um, could affect my livelihood. Um, you know, that was the biggest stressor that um, kind of why I decided to not share, fully share my story. And um, because I I was not in a position to um, be able to risk my job, Um, you know, a renter in San Francisco uh, and, uh, you know, like a restaurant manager and um, uh, COVID has impacted me financially. You know, I never qualified for uh, uh, unemployment like a lot of my coworkers did. I always worked throughout this whole time from you know, a day after the shutdown, when we reopened, uh, we just shut, uh, I think it was a Monday when we shut down, something along those lines. And then we'd reopen a day later. And I thought I was going to lose my job. Um, but that set the tone for my choices in terms of once the mandates came in, in, in place. So mandates come, right? Um, the vaccine this year, which was in December, and for some, no, but I remember in January and February, people, teachers, I remember my teacher friends were beginning to get the vaccine. So what was the position of your of your job at that time? Were yeah. they insistent? Did they say it? Or because I don't, I think you all are considered, and you don't have to name your restaurant, but I have a question. What kind of restaurant is it? It's not a taqueria, it seems like. It's not just a... <laughs> we provide service, um, you know, and so there is contact with customers, you know, and... Uh, but again, we go almost a year working, you know, hustling, trying to save this business, small business. Um, and 
then again, the vaccines start coming into place and we start seeing persuasion, not so much mandating people, but uh, persuasion. And I, I do think that it was misleading, uh, especially some, um, some coworkers that didn't know, didn't have an opinion really, but it didn't, it wasn't an official mandate, but it was uh, kind of like a persuade, persuading, but dictating in a way, you know, kind of nudging people into get the vaccine, you know, and like, because again, at that time, or still to some, some degree now, people believe that the vaccines were gonna stop the pandemic, right? We just needed, we had, I don't remember the percentage of the threshold, but the mandates weren't in place yet. And yet most people at my job got vaccinated out of their own accord. People were actually, when uh, vaccines became available and, but they were limited in quantity, people, and they were only, uh, the priority was the elder and the immunocompromised. People at my job were jumping nine. They were just like, and there was no order at all. You know, in, in terms of um, you know, just vaccines, people, my people on like basically under thirty-five were getting vaccinated before people over sixty-five. This is the we got really frustrated with everybody. It was this is supposed to be for the most vulnerable, right? Supposedly, I'm not saying that this vaccine does miracles, but if this vaccine is so important for the vulnerable and the immunocompromised, why were all these healthy adults getting vaccinated? I, I don't understand, even to this day, even I posted somewhere on my Facebook, it was even the pandemia guru, Dr. Tedros from the World Health Organization has come out even just after the children's vaccination mandates came out, or excuse me, vaccination approval came out, saying that young people, young adults, children should not be vaccinated. They should not be, he just said that. And this is coming from their their guru. So if you don't follow what he says, then what do you follow? Is my question to the needle-loving people. It's, yeah. That's I, what I'm wondering. I have a different take on it, actually. I mean, I think um, I think we have to go back to the amount of fear that's being whipped up. And there was that discussion of essential workers and non-essential workers. You had people who felt like they were being forced into their jobs and being forced to be in this dangerous place. Again, it's important to remember that Kenny's saying this, and it still exists, like the psychology of fear, we are, we are, we are, we are swimming in it today. But that fear was in its, in its early stages of, of being, um, of gestating and getting deeply into people. So you have people who are basically saying, feeling like I need to get this thing that's going to protect me because I'm, I'm around so many people from my work. And so I, it's, it, it makes sense to me. And in fact, it really, it actually helps explain the degree to which people have this almost um, religious-like um, belief in these vaccines. And, but I do think that in the sense of, you know, like, again, the narrative is that we're supposed to save the vulnerable, right? Like, in, in, in like, uh, the elders, you know, don't kill grandma type of thing. And yet people are running to get it for themselves. And at least that's how I saw it at the time. And I get it that it was driven through fear, but uh, the same people that, you know, were jumping over the line, trampling in my mind, you know, over the elders, the kids, the same people became preachers of, um, of 
in shamers of people that didn't get vaccinated. You know, I, I was working in a, in a hostile environment until, you know, yeah, I've been working in a hostile environment where I've seen it and I had to stay quiet because I have not disclosed my vaccination status to people. Uh, but I've seen them be vicious against people who are not vaccinated. It makes complete sense to me. Yeah. And I, I, I don't judge them for it, honestly, Kenny, because you've just basically laid the groundwork. And I don't look at them like, oh, look how selfish you are. I like, this is people intoxicated or, or essentially marinated in, in, in ruling class fear and who, who, who believe and, and they're offered a, 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 a salve or some sort of protection by those same rulers, like Stockholm victims of hostage take, like they've been taken hostage and, and they take it. And in fact, they do something that even their own, they do something that probably even in their own beliefs, they go, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. So they... They went against their own principles to try to keep themselves alive. So now they're going to look at those unvaccinated and be like, what the hell's wrong with you? Like, you're you're the ones now. So it actually is completely makes sense. I, I don't like it. But to honestly judge these people, it doesn't make any sense. It means you both don't understand the world we've been living in the last two years. That's what well, I would to me, To me, it's not whether, like, the way I see it, it's that this is, this is, it just i'm i'm not this isn't my dogma this is their dogma these are their values these are this is what their the liberal left yeah. lives by there was a criticism on the on the left when pink and other celebrities were getting tested by covid when pcr tests were very scarce they were beginning to have pcr testing and celebrities came out and they were doing their testing i came out negative and then people would be like how could how did you get access to a to a COVID test because at that time there weren't enough COVID tests if we remember, right? Mm -hmm. And so it was the rich being able to have access to COVID tests at that time. And now it's the people who are, this is how it is it makes sense for people on the left that they're, it, they call it gentrification vaccines, or I forget how the wording was, but it's it's the people going, it's all these vaccines that were being delivered to Vallejo and a bunch of you know people heading over there because it was, they were, um, it was or not um um it was full uh the cues to get a vaccine here were were having um uh, how do you call it it was just backlog there was a lot of people weren't able to get access to so they were going to all these neighborhoods and uh and 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 low-income communities of color and and then you have now even you have vaccines, I think six vaccines and you have, you have a guarantee of, I, I was reading last because I was writing this in my article, six vaccines per individual here in the USA and in Europe versus three, less than 3% has been vaccinated in the whole global South. Not that I want them to get vaccinated. I'm not promoting it, but I'm just saying, if you don't stand for this, if you are a liberal criticizing, if you stand for, oh, equity, right? Hand over equity all the time, equity, equity, equity. I'm just pointing out, it's not that I stand, this is my belief. I'm just saying, you are a farce. You are, you, are, you are a hypocrite. You are saying, you are in the name of equity, you are saying we should all get vaccinated, right? And children should get vaccinated. But you don't stand for your own principles. What do you stand on? What do you have? What, I mean, I don't understand. Where do you, and I get it. It's fear. It's no one is really going to think of the global south. It's just the way that I see this mapped onto other areas beyond the vaccines for me. It's that people pretend to be for Palestine or people pretend to be for other, right? But it's it's beyond that. It's it's people are jumping on bandwagons, I think it is for me. 
You know, and, and like I understand the fear and all that and how it, like it works and I've seen it at play, you know, in front of me. I've been in the crosshair of the viciousness of people being afraid. I get it, you know, and but it, it, it also like highlights some of the contradictions and hypocrisies of the liberal minded people that I'm around, honestly. And that's kind of what, because I, I, I'm going to jump to later to the mandates, you know, because these same people who are trampling over people to get their own vaccine uh, are not only staying quiet, but advocating for these systems of social control. And so again, I, so I do, I do have, I make an assessment in terms of principles, you know, are we for liberty? Are we for, you know, fighting for minorities? Are we for, you know, for anti-racism? Because a, a, a lot of, there's a lot of virtual signaling, you know, in, and shaming me and cornering people like me and my brother, you know, like making it hostile for us to exist because we chose not to, you know, despite having worked a whole year with no fucking vaccines, right? Despite having hustled and, and saved that fucking place on our backs. And, and, and in that, in their own narrative, we exposed ourselves. We were willing to sacrifice ourselves. We were frontline workers. And now, again, we go from heroes to villains, right? Now with customers at the time, we're great because again, it's San Francisco. It's a great liberal city, progressive. We're supposed to be the most civilized people in the world. And, you know, yet now we are dangerous. You know, we are uh, ignorant. We are right-wingers. We are labeled, you know, um, and, and I get it that it is fear because but I do. I have to criticize that. I have to bring attention to that hypocrisy and contradiction. You know, and especially people that I have organized with, you know, alongside, and that we've been in the trenches. Now I am outcasts in silence because I have been vocal about the vaccines not being what they say it is. Right? Not 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 that the vaccines are not going to stop this thing that they say is so dangerous. But I go before that, I, I call it, it's not as dangerous as they say it is, and there are treatments. And not only that, but like, how about we question our fucking society, the pathologies of this system, the morbidities of this system, that the system produces. And, and, and so that's why I, I, you know, I get focused on that because you know, there is so much contradiction happening here. And, and you know, but, and again, we have the blame on the right wings, you know, on, the, on those ignorant, you know, Florida, ignorant Texas, ignorant Georgia. And my, the people that I was surrounded by, they were actually cheering for people, that their numbers to go up, to prove that their fucking side was right. To prove that those animals, those brutes on the, on, you know, on the conservative side, questioning vaccine mandates, questioning science, you know, as they supposedly think they, you know, Questioning their scientism, really, I think, because a lot of people don't bother to really read, and it kind of brings me a little bit to this reading house thing, you know, and how people don't bother to actually find the facts of things, except just look at the surface and, and you know, sentence other people to these uh, horrible things that the mandates have produced, which you know is the next step here to me, and how the mandates, you know affected me, you know, it, it, you know, the person that has given up, you know, that worked so hard, you know, for the community, 
during the pandemic, I, I sacrificed my health, not because of COVID, just because I had two jobs, essentially. And I'm not saying this to take credit. All I'm saying is that now I'm a villain. Like at the time I was heroic, you know, they were like trying to elevate me, you know, and, and now I'm a villain. I'm killing people according to their narrative with the narrative that has been fed down the throat of people, you know? And, and so again, yeah, the mind is came into effect. Uh, and I, uh, I had to find a way I didn't want this shit. You know, I don't think it's necessary. It doesn't do what it's supposed to do. It might help, you know, boost something for some people, you know, and it might help some people. Sure. But it is, it, it shouldn't have to be given to some, everyone. You know, and then also at what cost? Like, do we know the consequences of this? No, it's a live experiment. We don't know that. You know, but if you question this, the same people that were trampling again over people to get their own vaccine, if you question any of these, you're anti-science. You know, and, and, and so that's been the environment we've been working on. Uh, since the vaccine mandate came into effect, we had to submit a religious exemption. Um, and uh, I did, uh, it was accepted. Um, and uh, I've been working with that until now, today. Uh, so, but even then, like it's being hostile. I'm not allowed to do certain things. I'm, allow I'm not allowed to go into crowded areas like the bar or this and that. Had a private event the other day. I had to stay outside, be the door person because the inside was packed. So that takes a toll, you know. And and I can't fully disclose my thoughts in that environment. I, I am silenced because I'm I'm one out of thirty, mm -hmm. you know. I I uh, and it doesn't matter because it's like screaming in water, you know. I had coworkers who were viciously like cornering me and called me ignorant. Coworkers that are actually more educated or they have links to like science supposedly um, and called me crazy for making the, argument, the arguments that I was making for saying, for example, vaccine passports are coming. And they were like, you're fucking crazy. Vaccine passports are here. You know, for saying that this is beyond that. Oh, you know, like this is, yeah, of course it's about money. They said, but we're not paying for it. Of course you're paying for it. What the fuck are you talking about? It's been hostile, you know, to, to even be able to work, and I'm glad I was able because I couldn't, I could not afford to not work, and you know that those conditions were egged on by a lot of these people with this mentality, you know, to to make it so hard, you know, on, on the unvaccinated, you know, and coerce us, you know, in, into getting the vaccine. First, with our livelihoods, right? Like this was this is what the mandates are about: taking people's ability to make a living away if they don't uh, submit to the mandates of the, you know, whomever, like whether it be their, their job place, uh, their city, their county, their state, the federal government. And, you know, we have our group, right? And um, because of my work and because of my life, how it's been thrown into this array because of this, uh, I've lost friends, organizing friends, you know, like, uh, I, I feel like I've been blacklisted in silence. You know, they distance themselves from the crazy guy who questions the vaccines. You know, I actually, we had these conversations and that, that was kind of like at the end where like I lost, because I jumped in, into this community space with the 
inspired by like the, the things that the the you know um black panthers did you know not just as superficially it's like let's take over shit let's do it let's run our community let's take over this you know i we i run some uh, conversations uh um marxist uh, study groups some discussions about different topics like blm like you know um liberalism and and now like silence it's crickets you know and um everyone's committed to this narrative or or basically just shrugs what's the big deal and one of the things you're pointing out though i think and this is similar to what i've been upset about in education is these things while we run we understand that they're driven from above they're driven by the government and corporations and they trickle down to our employer but the actual sentiment that we're normally dealing with, the actual aggressive, hostile sentiment is among our coworkers and is among our colleagues who are often as, um, as uh, that's some of the most difficult things to work with, deal with, is not the, just the mandates as they come down on you, but the actual pressure and uh, isolation and scorn you have to face from fellow workers. You know what the magical thing is here? I, I spent not just workers, yes, workers, some of which are my personal friends. We were hanging out during the pandemic. We were going on hikes. Um, and then when the mandates came live and to vaccinate, uh, I, I suddenly became dangerous. I suddenly, suddenly we're dangerous. <laughs> suddenly. <laughs> we didn't have vaccines last year. <laughs> And, you know, and, and so um, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I suddenly became a dangerous carrier of a virus, and um, you know, never mind that we had resumed uh, service in some capacity. We still had like a buffer, uh, but we still had to deal with glasses. We still had to do with napkins, with dirty plates. You know, and we were like doing all this theatrical operation of sanitation that we now know is ridiculous, right? People using gloves, even though the gloves can still move shit around, you know, and, and just by default, a restaurant is, you're exposed to things. <laughs> and I actually, I think that's why I have a good immune system because I'm exposed to things, Yeah. you know? And, and so, yeah, it became dangerous and, and I've been resisting. I, do, I did take a financial hit. You know, I lost like a quarter of my income. Mm. Things have reshuffled, you know, and like. Why did you lose it? What was the reason? Well, we, we closed a day, you know, uh, and, and the restaurant wasn't doing well because we, we have struggled. You know, it's true. Mm. Small business. Small businesses have been the price of this, you know. Um, and, and so they haven't been able to afford me, uh, like, uh, to give me an extra day, basically, a last day of work. And I still, I'm still operating under that, but that almost translates to like a thousand dollars a month, uh, which is a big hit, you know. Um, and uh, a lot of the people that got into the, you know, for them, you know, they were able to save money actually for the first time in their lives. I didn't have that luxury, you know, and so that's why I can't lose my job. But Kenny, you didn't have that. I'm sorry if you don't want to add this, but you don't have to. But you don't want. You didn't have EDV. Because I my hourly was too high, so I was basically not dirt poor. Right. Apply. So, but that didn't mean you can afford to live in San Francisco. Yeah, I, 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 so I didn't qualify. I wasn't that 
threshold where I, I couldn't, I had to keep going to work and they decided, I actually offered to be fired at the beginning because, you know, there's all the people that can't apply for EDD. And so I offered, but they decided to keep me because they needed me. They knew I would care a lot of, you know, I would be the most exploitable person right. there probably. Right. And uh, so again, like that's another reason I couldn't, and I, and I wasn't vaccinated. And so people in San Francisco early on before the mandates, like the, the people that own the place I work at, they decided to join the, the, fi the 500 bars that were decided to um, start asking for vaccination proof, proof of vaccination before the city even said anything, yeah. you know? And so, and then that, that started to close my options to jump ship, to go somewhere else. You know, I have actually been offered other oppositions, but now I have to get vaccinated. And I knew that was coming because we've discussed this. And so I, I, I wasn't going to let the tenure and the position that I have here, you know, being prepared for something new where they can literally squeeze me. You know, I, 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 would, I was kind of betting on the people that I worked for over a decade, you know, still seeing me as human. Not just like an, you know, dispensable, uh, discardable, you know, employee, and you know, to some that to some degree that helped honestly, to for me to continue to have a job, um, because uh, I I have seen in, in the industry San Francisco where jobs that or restaurants that my brother was one of them he got just thrown out the window, and you know, um, and in other places people were rehired. People who have had have had been at restaurants, for example, this one place owned by Latinx people, um, they um, they fired everyone who had been there for many years and they were earning well beyond the minimum wage. They fired them and rehired them at the minimum wage. That was that was used as an excuse. You know, COVID was used as an excuse for that, even though they were doing really well. Uh, but it left a lot of people without options. Um, and now um, the vaccination thing uh, adds another layer to it, right? Like if you're in document and now you have to show another proof of documentation to be able to work. Uh, and, but that's, that's essentially what I kind of became, I think, an undocumented worker. It, it is, you know, you don't have a proof that allows you to work uh, a piece of paper or, you know, an evidence. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that was, at least that was what I was afraid of, you know, that that's what I, I knew essentially I was going to become, in, you know, and my options were to do what an undocumented worker does. Uh, and I was planning on it, but then I was like, no, I want to fight this in the light. This is not okay. You know, like, uh, mandating an experimental thing on people is not okay, especially when it doesn't do what it says it's supposed to do, mm -hmm. or the narrative, you know, of stopping transmission, which we've questioned on this show. Um, and, um, and so then I decided to know, like, you know, let them push me, let them ask for it. I was willing to go through it. And, uh, but then like, uh, when I saw that no one else, like people were just like dominoes falling and like just getting vaccinated. I knew that I was gonna be isolated myself in this battle. By the end, it was just my brother and I who were left without the vaccine at this at, at work, you know. And even like our continued employment there was contingent on other people feeling okay with working with us. 
they basically interviewed everyone else and uh, to, uh, I don't know if they told them my name, but some people came to me and they said, Kenny, we're cool. You know, like, uh, which tells me that they fucking knew because I hadn't disclosed this, which tells me that my bosses probably dis disclosed my identity because I wasn't discussing, you know, the vaccine openly with everyone. And uh, your vaccine status was disclosed. Yeah, vaccine status, you're right. And so, because again, just like Lipson, like I don't, and my mother who got vaccinated because she's over 65 and she felt like it was her prerogative, you know, and like her, it was to her benefit. And we respected that. We actually made the appointment. We took her to it. You know, she wanted it. We weren't mandating her to do it or not do it. You know, and so she did it and she decided for a while at work to not tell anybody because she also felt, you know, like it's nobody's business. You know, her coworkers, she would tell them to shut the hell up because, uh, you know, they were spewing the same things that were getting repeated on all media outlets, uh, including Spanish television, who uh, calls this thing immunization when it's not, you know, it is not, it doesn't immunize. Um, but they they keep perpetuating that lie, um, and um, again, and, and and that creates that that environment, right? Like that that coercive environment where people are shaming others for not caring for the community. Um, and so, but yeah, but we get to today. I think uh, operating on dark circumstances when you know being worn down with all the changes in policies from the city, the shutdowns, the opening ups, the indoor service, the no indoor service. Now that we have to check vaccinations. I ha I am in charge of that, by the way. I mean, a vaccinated person has been in charge of checking vaccination status of people. Um, and uh, I also know many people who have fake vaccination cards, you know, and that's real. People have decided on their own how to do this, uh, in um, how to survive this, I guess. And so I've been resisting. I don't think, you know, I still don't think the vaccine is what uh, they say it is. Uh, I don't think it should be mandated. And I knew that the the walls were closing in. And so recently, um, my one family member who lives in Canada got sick. Uh, he, well, actually this person was diagnosed last year with cancer and their condition has deteriorated to the point, this person is like my brother. And uh, their condition deteriorated to the point where um, they might be on their last days right now. And so uh, I talked to Lipson, um, you know, talked to, I shared the, the story with both of you. Um, because that's family, that's blood. Um, and uh, this is a person that uh, sold, sold his motorcycle in order to come to my wedding when I lived in uh, Nicaragua. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so he's on his deathbed basically. And so I decided to get vaccinated today. But tell us why, because you have to cross the border. Yeah, I have to go into Canada, and Canada is very strict. Canada, uh, they just recently opened the borders, actually, for uh, for vaccinated people only. And um, I know that they have passes, actually. My cousin 
the one I've been commuting, brother of my cousin who's sick, he told me that, yeah, they were giving passes, like digital passes, actually. Um, and um, so they're very strict. I know the stories of Canada, too. My cousin who's sick now, they had a gathering with friends and the police came and, um, and uh, went into their property and clamped down on the, on the gathering because it was too big and, tried, and gave uh, citations to a lot of people, like 1,500 uh, Canadian dollars in the fines for people that were gathering. Uh, so yeah, Canada is very strict. There's no way I can go in there uh, without the vaccine. And um, you know, I I, don't, I didn't want to get this. I don't. I don't. I actually am. I'm concerned for my health. I have a very very good immune system. I rarely get sick. My uh, partner was just recently sick. Uh, she's gotten sick twice, uh, despite her being vaccinated. Uh, not from COVID, though, to be clear. But she's gotten sick and. Uh, you know, the flu or whatever, or maybe the PCR test doesn't test for it, you know, like whatever, but flu-like symptoms, full-on, I haven't gotten sick. You know, like I rarely, very, very rarely get sick. I take care of my health and my body, and my spirit, my mind. Uh, I know that, you know, the circumstances that this system capitalism creates. And so I try to be as healthy as I can. And, uh, but yeah, um, I, I am a little concerned, um, you know, in, sorry, yeah. No, and, and at one point you had hoped to be able to go down with your, you, you had, you had, had hoped for some more time to prepare for the appointment, if you will, to be vaccinated. It wasn't supposed to be today. It was supposed to be like more like in December, if I remember, yeah. because, um, you were hoping to go with your fam rest of your family in January to Canada. Um, but um, given that you have had to do that today or decided to do that today, what does that mean for when you can get to Canada to possibly see him? So to be considered fully vaccinated, uh, you ha it has to be, uh, there has to be a two week period from your last vaccination, right? Um, and so I decided to get the Johnson & Johnson. Um, you know, I consulted with different people, with you and people in our network, I guess, in some ways that information gets around. And, um, you know, so also like it was a factor of time. You know, uh, we were expecting things to be okay enough for us to get in January to Canada because it's expensive to travel in December. The conditions, uh, my cousin's conditions have worsened. And so I I need to be there. He's been there for me, you know, and I feel like this is a sacrifice. You know, this is not something that I'm doing because I believe it, it works for me. You know, it will work for me to protect me from COVID. I've been protected, you know, like yeah. I've been exposed to COVID. I mean, and, and like we've discussed on different shows, I, I, I don't think this is vaccines ultimately. This is about those vaccine passports that are coming live that people in Europe are fighting. Uh, you know, the people in our groups uh, want to resist. And well, I guess two questions. One is, um, can you say a little bit more? Because we talked about it, Kenny, and I'd like to see what, yeah. what were your reasons with going with the Johnson & Johnson? Yeah, so, I mean, I actually a while back had considered that one, right? Because of the one shot thing. Like, you know, I don't want to expose myself to two, uh, um, or what do you call like uh, shocks to my body? Because I heard stories, my coworkers, uh, everyone, 
had a, a like a, they were down at least for a day and, and everyone you know expressed at least that it, they took him down um and so but one of the main reasons i came to it was because of the information you you two provided me with to my another friend who's in the health you know and who has not decided to has not gotten vaccinated uh despite being in the medical field uh even though they're facing the same hostility and the closing of the doors and just as a side note that is a pattern like i recently this week i i talked to a lot of people who are not vaccinated that i hang out with uh who are also who have decided through their own for their own reasons to stay quiet uh they also feel the same way this 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 immense pressure you know in this small world and this uh that they have to be an identity that they're not basically you know like they're you know like because they're in the closet essentially you know and uh but yeah so i decided to get johnson johnson because um of the low efficacy of it <laughs> the lower efficacy of the three basically because i don't want it to work I don't, I don't want it to do what it's supposed to do. I don't want it to, you know, create those spike proteins. I didn't, definitely didn't want no mRNA stuff in my body, uh, or synthetic mRNA. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, that my body can fight it off in a sense because it's an adenovirus that we discussed. Um, and, you know, we've been exposed to adenoviruses. My immune system is pretty strong. Uh, because of my history of medical history. The adenovirus is the capsid that, in which the double-stranded double stranded DNA that codes for the protein is, is kept in. And there's more, the scientists who, who produce these vaccines have some skepticism because adenovirus is like what, what we get for common colds. And if you have a good immune system, your immune system might just chop up that adenovirus and then the, the DNA will never get into your the double strand DNA never gets into your cells versus the pegylated nanoparticle, which your body never sees. In fact, in the past, there have been some pretty bad responses animals and humans have had to those particles. Um, they think they say they've worked out some of those issues. I don't really think they worked them all out. We're going to find out from the humans who've been injected with it. Um, but I do think like one of the reasons I recommend it is I think if you have a good immune system, there's a pretty, I think there's a reasonable chance that your body chews the thing up and the double strand DNA never gets into your cells. Yeah. So that was my my reason. Uh, and, uh, and again, but also to be fair, it was also a time situation because I, I, I can't afford to wait 21 days for my other dose. Um, and um, so, yeah, I mean, here I am. I just literally got it like five hours ago. Yeah. Can you say something about the process and what how you're feeling? Like, or what it was yeah. like? Um, I, so the process, uh, so I went through my medical, pro, uh, health, my health provider, um, and, uh, I was trying to find the fastest appointment, um, at, uh, the center at the Latino community, uh, which Gavin Newsom was there recently, by the way, uh, and just pushing the booster bullshit. Um, they didn't have the Johnson and Johnson. So in order to, I actually had to travel like 30 miles uh, from San Francisco to go get the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Uh, Pfizer is the dominant, um, you know, I think uh, vaccine right now. Um, Everyone wants Pfizer. 
And Faisal, yeah, Faisal has won the war, it seems to me. Like, they're definitely ahead. So, yeah, I had to go to uh, Kaiser, my medical provider. And then um, I, uh, there was a lot of people. There were some kids now. I saw some kids uh, and with their parents. And their parents had some questions like, uh, can they be under the sun after the vaccine? Um, uh, some of the kids look scared. You know, they were like definitely under 15, you know, or under 12, some. Uh, there were elders. Uh, I had to get in line. I, I, I had to convince myself, you know, that what I was doing was right and that I will work out. You know, I wasn't expecting to fall down and die. You know, like I don't want to, you know, be that scandalous. I'm just concerned about the future of my health uh, because I have a good history of a, a good health, health system, health um, immune system. And um, so I definitely don't want to get a booster. Absolutely not. Even my mom doesn't want to get it. A lot of people that I'm around who got vaccinated under uh, either coercion or for uh, false information, like, you know, do this for your community because it stops the spread. A lot of those people are showing hesitation um, because again, they were misled. You know, they, they, they thought they were taking one for the team. Uh, and even one of my bosses thought that, you know, she, she, she was okay with being uh, a, uh, the, ex the experimental lab rat, you know? And I remember I actually had a conversation with them months ago before the mandates before the mandates came into effect. And I explained to them that one of the reasons I was not getting vaccinated, even though they were asking for it, you know, uh, was that it did not stop the spread. It was not designed for that. And then uh, um, one of my bosses just to showed reasonable, you know, like, um, so that my argument was a bit reasonable, like we didn't know. The other one was more like, just take one for the team type of situation. But they respected my decision and they still found me suspicious, you know, and at one point they, they still had uh, me and my brother. They wanted to for us to isolate when we had a family meal with the other staff, not to sit around people. And we actually did like since then, since that conversation, we decided not to hang out with people from work or avoid, you know, doing so because if there was like a, a spread of COVID in, at the job site, we would be guilty as charged. So ever since then, I've also made an effort not to hang out with people. Um, certain people that are more like hyper um, sensitive about the unvaccinated. So kids, uh, their elders, um, I was probably the, one, the, the only person getting the first shot. Um, and I just realized that they uh, enter me into the system. I don't know how it connects from, you know, my health provider to, you know, the, the state or federal system. Uh, but they enter me into the, the computer, ask me which arm I would choose. I think they keep track of that. Um, and then also, uh, um, gave me my CDC card with my information before they vaccinated me. Hmm. So I was in line waiting to get vaccinated with my card in hand and I thought about running. 
I thought about running out the door, sneaking past the door. I was thinking different scenarios. I, I even thought, damn, I should have asked my brother to pull the, the fire alarm. Because all I need is this fucking piece of paper. Because I'm already in the system. You know, this is all I need to go over there and, and still keep my, you know, my body the way I want to keep it. Because I don't want this in my system. You know, and... You know, but then I, I I didn't feel I could get away. I uh, then the lady uh, she didn't even have Johnson and Johnson. She had to go to the refrigerator. Oh. Uh, she did have it in the refrigerator, but most people are just getting Pfizer. You know, it's just uh, um, and so I had to see. Uh, I got the shot on my arm. It definitely stung. It definitely mm. uh, felt like a shot. I did get some spasms in my arm. Mm. I don't know if it was because of the vaccine or because of the um, just the trauma to my arm, right? Uh, and and so I reported that to them. I did, you know, because it wasn't major; it was minor spasms. But I did report it, and they were like, they they took it serious. Um, the, the nurses did. They didn't enter anything into any system, which leads me to the before when I was in nine. There was a virus, you know, the the vaccine injury reporting uh, system. Um, virus shit on the way in, but no one ever mentions it. Uh, no one explains what it's, you know, there is written explanation, but it, it is on the way, but it, it's basically unimportant, mm -hmm. which obviously raises some concern to me, um, you know, over like how much data is actually being collected over vaccine injuries. Mm -hmm. um, I'm feeling okay. You asked that. I am. I don't know. Um, I'll tell you tomorrow how I feel. Uh, my arm feels fine. Uh, I think I also have like confidence in my system again uh, because I, I even at work I had some of my coworkers had no reaction to the Pfizer. Some had very violent reactions, uh, but there were some that didn't. But they tended to be in better health. And like, will you be disclosing your status now to to your job? Uh, if they're if they're listening to this, they'll know, but I don't want to. And that's kind of what I'm weighing, you know, here, because uh, for me, this battle is not over. Uh, I will be honest. It does provide some relief in the sense of all the pressure, you know, and I've been isolated. I cannot go into many places. Uh, even my partner sometimes forgets that. And she, you know, she cares. She's supportive. Uh, but... Uh, you know, this this is the key, right? From the lock and key system. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I want to resist. You know, I want to be like those people in Europe that burn their cards. Mm. I do need it for a second. Um, you know, I, I do need it for a second. Um, I uh, I've been avoiding attending uh, community or like uh, fundraisers organize where all the organizers are because. Uh, I don't want to deal with being rejected. I don't. I don't want to show up and like, you know, try to, um, you know, like uh, to be ashamed, I guess, and like to be sh second class citizen, you know, like, so I, I'd rather not, you know, and um, I understand this fight is not just about the vaccine you know, the efficacy or not is, is about the other systems that are coming live in control and power and uh, this 
you know, the construction of narratives uh, that push people into doing vicious things like supporting mandates and, you know, and, and following, um, you know, dictations without question. Why are you struggling to go back to those places? Sorry, Kenny. Because I'm hurt. Mm. Because I am hurt. And because I think they're full of shit. Mm. A lot of these people are full of shit. They think they're, they're, they talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk. They, and again, they contradicted themselves in terms of, you know, being for the minorities, the oppressed, for being for uh, anti-racist shit, for fighting power, for fighting institutions. And uh, they haven't shown any support. You know, even if they don't understand, you know, or they don't agree, they know me as a person. They know what I stand for. They know what I do. They know that I don't stand around, you know, and, and look. That I try to walk the walk, and I've shown it with my work. And they decided to put me in the pile of trash, basically. Banish you. They banished me, you know, in a way, and like they haven't insulted me or things like that. But they choose to be with the hypocrites that had proven themselves that they're in it for themselves than for the people in our communities. And so I, I don't know how I'm going to go back to, to those places. I also don't want to, you know, just like go along with this bullshit that I don't agree with, you know, that no one should be asking for this shit to go into places. Right. Um, I guess so one question is, if, if Sergio, right? If you're, if, uh, if Sergio, if you're not able to, see him in time how will you feel about this decision i i still feel good because it's not just about Sergio; it's about my family so i'm going regardless whether it be like immediately or in january i have to go i have to be there with my family i have to touch them i have to hug them mm. have to look them in the eyes i have to be in community i have to find the strength to be able to laugh like we always have, even through the deepest of shit. You know, I, 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 that's why. Yeah, you know, th that's why. So, I, no, I still, it's, I'm still going to use this bullshit, this document. And, you know, and, and if anything, it's made me more, giving me an ex the experience of, you know, the, the people that are not able to go see their, their family members because they're undocumented workers. You know, like for a second, it closed the doors from that possibility, you know, to say to say goodbye one last time or to go hug your hurting family members. You know, like that actually happens all the time. You know, and those are people that live in the shadows. You know, and those are the people that I fight with, you know, because uh, this bullshit that's coming live is about that. It's about that experience, creating that experience, creating exploitable people you know, and, and deciding on what they can, they cannot do. Um, also, I, I give you a, a list of some like things to take and things like that, vitamins. There, there's also like a chelator treatment, which is I think related to the metals that are often inside of these things to kind of like boost your immune system, to, to boost up an immune response that creates the whole deal. Um, uh, are you, were you planning on trying that or what was your, I am. It just so happens that my partner, uh, she's very health conscious and uh, she has a lot of this okay, stuff. Great. 
Uh, it's just the only one is the anti-clotting, uh, anti-blood clotting. Yeah. Thing. I don't know. That I don't have that, but I, I'm definitely taking uh, vitamins. Um, I will be. Uh, this actually, this I think it's motivating me to even take even better care of my health. Um, and um, yeah, so yeah, I am doing that. Those, you know, I'm taking high doses of vitamins right now to for my hopefully my immune system can destroy that adenovirus, you know, <laughs> and so that the you know uh, information don't get into my cells. Uh, because I want to keep my system intact. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even drink uh, uh, pills. Like if I have a headache, I know it's because I'm dehydrated, I'm stressed out, or I just need to fucking close my eyes and sleep. Right. And like if I, yeah, sorry. And so I, oh, I, yeah. I don't want any of that. And uh, and like just as a side note, because I think that this this experience has also changed the way I see the the uh, the function of. Uh, medicine western medicine and that i only had one flu shot in my life and i was cornered to it by my doctor and the nurse i felt pressure and coercion into it and this experience is more of that shit yeah and so this will make me more firm to actually look at anything and everything they want to give me that you know and that their job is not to impose their job is to advise i have so you are not going to disclose your status to your job then is that it? um n- uh, no I, I don't uh, to be honest i don't know how much longer i may last there that's another function of it to be completely transparent uh i've taken a financial hit i'm in a very precarious situation um for- i'm fortunate to have my mother and my brother you know i'm not alone in this and my partner and uh but also, just the hostility that has been created there, just, you know, slips in you. Before the show, we were talking about your situation. It's something to think about uh, because, you know, it's it's taken a toll. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, so we'll see. I, I don't want to because I still don't think it's their fucking business, mm-hmm. you know, and, we've, uh, and even within their frame of, fucking bullshit like some of my coworkers i have expressed that it's like i don't know what my our boss's deal is because remember how we're supposed to have a vaccination like uh percentage threshold right for herd immunity again 95 percent of the people at work had the vaccine so what the fuck was the deal with us having a, or not having the vaccine so i have some people come to my defense in that or to support um but i still like i i don't want to because I don't want to, maybe I'm just being stubborn and petty, you know, but, you know, like, I don't want to feed their fucking, uh, you know, and, and I know, like, honestly, they want to post a sign that like, we are a fully vaccinated center. And I'm like, fuck that. I don't want that. We've all been, for the last year and a half since we dealt with COVID, we've been going down this journey and we've all been on the same page against mandates against these or, you know, challenging the, the way these vaccines are being described, challenging the way COVID is being described, like you've done so far, you know, like kind of taking us back through down memory lane around this, in this episode. Um, how, what response have you gotten from us like me and Eduardo in relationship to this? Cause I do think I told you this, I thought there'd be people, and I've heard this in, in the anti-mandate places of like, 
don't get the shot, da, 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 you know, like, and even judgment on people doing that. Um, I can't believe you did it. Da, 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 da. Um, what have you feel like you've gotten from us? What do you think that, what, what is the response you would want basically from people who are against mandates? I mean, I, I, I thank you. Both of you have been very supportive. Um, and, um, you understand the reasons why, you know, I had to do this. I was forced into it. Uh, you're I'm not alone. Gladly this week, some people have randomly reached out and it's people who are not vaccinated and they've shown their support for me. Um, and so if there is some criticism, you know, people will have their opinions. Um, and that, like we've uh, said, people have different lines and different circumstances and they'll do different. So just like I don't want people imposing a fucking vaccine on me, I don't want people trying to shame me into another cult. I'm trying to fight a cult, you know? So I don't want another fucking cult, you know? And this fight is not over. You know, we're gonna need to be together in these vaccinated and unvaccinated, documented and undocumented people, you know, uh, national and international workers, mm -hmm. um, men, women, and everything in between. Uh, and so, um that's why i decided to do this you know to kind of explain the extenuating circumstances with how these motherfuckers got to me you know and i had no other option i you know and and so i i hope that people understand you know if they don't if they want to shame me it's again people i don't want to fucking fight with next to um because uh then they don't know what i'm about you know, and they don't know what I stand for. You know, I'm not doing this because I believe in this shit. Um, I'm doing it because I have no other option and, and time is of the essence right now for me, my family, uh, my loved ones. And so, again, like, uh, if anything, I'm gonna take the lessons from this, you know, into learning and growing and understanding that things aren't black or white, you know, um, and that the gray is the gray area is where like the work to fight this uh, will happen, you know, like the ability to to live in that, you know, that middle area somehow and sort things out uh, is where this fight will be successful, successful or not. Um, so yeah, I just we'll see. I mean, people always have opinions. May I share, Kenny, something? Yes? Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, I I hope that um, you have seen my support in your own lucha and your, in your struggle behind the scenes. And we haven't really talked like we are now in about the episode, uh, a, a full episode on it. We've just talked, we've touched base on it here and there. So... You know, when you shared with us that your struggle at work, you know, I tried to show sympathy as well as we, we talked about it on our way back from Sacramento that one time. And then I also shared with you some information as well that you may, might be able to use if it was necessary and uh, and also provide alternatives, so to speak, if you know what I mean. I'll just say that <laughs> so that you're able to <laughs> be able to do this. Uh but since I think, and I've been hesitating from sharing something, but I, I, since we are being open online, and I think that this is important for us to share for other people so that this 
episode is then also people can think about what happens in their communities and their families. And here we are as we're approaching what's considered Thanksgiving week and families are going to get together. And this is the week of vaccinated, unvaccinated, the activists, the pro-choicers, the the, the anti-choicers, everyone's going to get together. And we're not celebrating as a Thanksgiving uh, meal right now, but we are together in different stages each one of us, I see my, I see you right now. I, and I think that I'm, I don't have any interest in showing shame to Andy for what his decision was. I just expressed to him in the last episode, how I felt about his decision. And in the same way, Kenny, I don't want to share. I don't want to shame you. I just want to share my, my experience in this. Is that, if, if that's all right. In the same way that I shared my disagreement with Andy, uh, I don't think I have a disagreement with you. I think I understand why you had to go. And this is an obviously important. And I'm glad you shared this piece with me. And I held back from sharing in our group text because I think the best thing I could do is just not say anything I don't want to, I don't know much about. And you sharing with me your experience about how important your family is to you, which of course I know in family is important, but how emotionally attached you are just really shifted something inside me. I I don't I'll share it here. I I I'm I'm not going to get vaccinated. I don't know what will cause me or make me under a pressure, under duress. What will I do to to just like I think of meat? I people ask me, will you ever eat meat? I say I won't ever eat meat. But I also say if I was somewhere in the desert, if I was somewhere dropped off, I might just do something to survive, just because I think there's a higher another cause that's stronger than than not eating meat. Of course, I have principles, but that's to put me on some extremity in the same way I feel this way about this vaccine. I, I, I It would be very unlikely for me to get vaccinated for X, Y, and Z. I would do it if I, I would find other ways to go to my country. You know, I'm very fortunate that I'm Mexican and that the country's just down south and I'd find a route down there, right? Not like I'm not European where I have to cross the pond or I'm not Guatemalan like you where you have to cross like one, two borders, right? And that, or South American where they have to cross all the way. I'm, you know, I could just find a way if they required it. Uh, but, but I, so again, I'm not interested in change. Shame. I just felt not disagreement. I felt what I felt was, damn, they got another one of my community members. Do you know, it feels like, ugh, because this is like a battle between the state and us and a bunch of people that are zombies just doing what they want to just doing exactly what the state is telling them to do and being, you know, gaslighted and tricked. And, you know, and here we are on what's left and, and one of our own has reached it, you know, one of <laughs> here on what's left, we have been talking about this for so long, anti-mandates and sharing vaccine information as well as organizing with other students and workers. And suddenly, bam, one of our workers here and this group has been has been shot at. Over there, Andy's attempting to dodge a bullet and you've been, you, no pun intended, you've been shot at, you know? And, it, and there is a strong emotional tie for doing it. And so as, as, Com- comrades, as 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 workers, as compañeros in this struggle, it's like I feel as if we, the three of us, have different. We're in this together, but we're also being under certain pressures, different pressures, right? Would I be able to do what I'm doing 
you know, I was just talking to a coworker, a former coworker of mine, and she was expressing so much emotional, just, 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 just a lot of emotion. I'll just say that because working is already tough. Being a parent is already tough and being in, a, in wanting to leave the country already because of so much stress from this, like the pro-vaccine movement. And I was a little judgmental before this call about how, why aren't they being vocal enough? Because I'd like them to be more vocal enough. But after the conversation on Friday, it was just like, damn, there's a lot going on, you know, around a lot of things, personal and professionally. I don't know how workers can do it. And now you, under the pressures and what you've shared with us today, really gives me a lot of, there's more sympathy and more compassion. And sometimes I think as organizers, we are so staunch in our in our way of doing things and how things should be done. And, and this is the way, and we forget we're still human and this is still a fight that we have to carry on, but it's going to, it's going to bring, it's going to change. Some of us are going to, under different circumstances are going to make different decisions. Mm -hmm. And for me, I have to let go of what I think like, on last week, what I was speaking with my former colleague, what I would like for my former colleague to do, right? I would really like for that colleague of mine, former colleague of mine, to really be as vocal with me in this next fight that I'm about to take on ne this next coming school year. I don't know. I express some things, but I also understand. Now with you, I also feel like what's left has been this, this like hub of people coming here and suddenly one of our own has been targeted and, you know, and, 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 and fiercely uh, attacked because of the state restrictions. And that's why they do, they're doing all of these mandates. It's really to close the walls in on workers, right? As I had shared in another, another episode that I wrote on a Facebook post, it's like, people say, you do have a choice. You do have a choice. You do have a choice. People like to say that all the time, but what choice is there? When the walls are closing in on workers, if you quit your job, where will you apply when all these other jobs are requiring you to get vaccinated? If you take your child out of school, where will you have to find the resources to be able to support your child to go into a private school? Where if you, if you homeschool your children, because that's your choice, how will you be able to homeschool and still be a working class parent trying to find a way to, 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 to survive? right? As a single parent, as a parent who's living in an expensive city. If you say you do have a choice, right, but you can only be in the country or certain countries, but you can visit your family according to the state because you can't cross this border unless you're fully vaccinated or unless you have this requirement. What choices are we faced with as workers when every pressure is being upon us? And and we and we can be judgment judgy like I was last week uh, uh, of our of our teammates of our comrades of our compañeros of our colleagues in the struggle and so I hope that this experience and I'm very appreciative that you shared and Kenny because just like I also felt with Andy in some previous episode that I just feel this way about your decision I also feel felt more so in the very beginning about your decision, but I also am unfolding a side of me, I guess from Andy, 
and from my conversation from last week and now your conversation these three important people in my in my um in this fight it feels to me more like oh this is just you know more of the different circumstances we have to face but we are still tied in some way or another and maybe this is something for other people to 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 look at and share with in this thanksgiving week where we are a mixed status different ways of seeing this and how our approaches uh i don't know if this help is helpful at all i'm not sure i'm just expressing sort of what i'm you know you know again that, i think that's what i was referring to as the gray area and you know uh, this is reality you know of trying fight power <laughs> You know, and I've been metaphorically been shot at, and I am wounded, you know, and but I'm not out personally, you know, I'm not out. I, um, and you know, I do appreciate, you know, your, your, your words too, like, you know, I know you care, I know you both do. I know that other people that have been in this um, struggle with us, and we are in the struggle, you know, care, you know, because. What has happened is not okay, but this is, my situation is not unique either. You know, uh, there are different circumstances and it's filling the gaps. But this is what they're doing to people, leaving us without choice, and that's not a world that I want to live in. Yeah, I appreciate it, Kenny. I remember just when someone, when someone very close to me took the shot, I was very vehement, like just very upset. I said, how could you, it's like in my own home, after you know everything I have been talking about, you've been listening to the episodes, everything we have been talking about, you caved into something. How, how could you being in alliance with me or being in connection with me, the closest, my almost like one of the very closest amongst me to be able to give in when you know this and I need someone to be in the battle with me, you cave in you caved in it just made me feel i don't know i was very um, upset you know and then i struggled through it and then you know i understood and then that's when i think i've talked about in the workers and students uh for choice uh conversations about this is going to take the unvaccinated and the vaccinated well first off um well obviously kenny i really appreciate you sharing this on this episode like and i I told Eduardo when I was going to propose that you might, if you were going to share this, because I thought you might want, or I wasn't sure if you wanted to, when you told us that you, this was the decision you would reach. Um, but I, I felt like if you had any doubts about doing it, I did not want to do this episode. I, we would call, talk about Kyle Rittenhouse or something like that. Um, but I appreciate you. <laughs> God, Eduardo was doing a, a spit take um so sorry <coughs> so you're so, laughing Andy. what if i died no i well you know <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding it's um, fine you can laugh when i die that's the mexican no, no, way I, i'm not gonna laugh at no. um but I'm kidding, um, I'm kidding. but the, um so i definitely appreciate the the full the full story you've told here and I'll do Eduardo again. I appreciate what you said because it's helped me see where, where my differences and what I want to share with Kenny are because I don't have that 
In fact, I think it's good that you're coming up against that because this thing we've talked about of cults, of like, we left a cult, we don't want to become a cult. This thing we're doing that sort of says, wait, now Kenny's different from Eduardo and Andy. That's that cult thinking a little bit. It's not, we're not a cult, but it is in that direction of cult thinking. And we are going to have to shed that to build the kind of movement we want. If we're talking about the kind of thing, like Kenny's all said about socialism and the collective, but the collective must also be about individual freedom and liberty. Mm-hmm. Like if, if somehow collective doesn't also keep that, then there's something wrong. And that's been the problem of in many ways of some of the things that are called socialism is it's a collectivity of oppression. You know, yes, people get, there's a division of goods that get distributed to people, but at the center of it is still a lack of freedom and individual expression. And so that is a riddle that's going to have to be solved. And I think we're learning how to, through this, through this experience, I do believe we're learning how to undo some things we've learned about cult-like thinking, in-group-like thinking that says Kenny is still part of us, whether he got the shot or not. Now, if Kenny starts saying like, you should get the shot, what the fuck is wrong with you? And now he's got, now we got a problem, you know, but I don't, I don't personally see that happening. Um, I don't know. That, that maybe they programmed that into the. the- <laughs> <laughs> and there is a thing I'm going to ask you about that. Cause I have this little thing in my head, but I'll tell you about that later. But I do, I do question myself. Uh, when you te- sent me the text, Kenny, like yesterday, because it was short notice, you know, like I do question whether I was like, maybe I, because part of me wonders like, Ooh, is there something I could have said to, to throw some other options in front of you? Because personally, while I support your choice, because I love you and I respect that you understand your situation. I'm not sure I agree with the choice. Like I'm like, maybe he should have done, maybe he should have set up daily zooms with, with Sergio, but I understand that you don't see. So, but it, I personally cannot say that I know you, your situation so well that I can just say, Oh, I know the right decision. So the only question I have for myself is maybe if I would have gotten a chance to just talk to you personally yesterday, just to check and be like, are you sure you can't try this? You know, like things like that to throw in alternatives. Um, so I want to be clear that while I'm like, man, I'm not sure this where personally I go, like, I'm not sure this was the right choice. Cause if, if, if you did find your health, decline i mean like that would suck kind of thing and i know you know that as well but um but i do so what i mean is i respect your choice and i i'm going to support you now that that choice is made to support you in your health and support you in helping you see your your sergio you know in whatever way i can Uh, so i want to say that and i don't know if you have any things to say about that part and then i'll have a second part i want to talk about no i mean i um I'm used to that from you. I mean, I've known you for <laughs> 15 years. Like you would, uh, you know, like, uh, yeah, you know, like you would have, I would have appreciated that. I think I've, you still know me and like, I'm stubborn and in the sense of I did weigh my options, you know, and uh, just like in the past, I've disagreed with your opinion. <laughs> yeah. I would have respectfully disagreed, uh, but, um, but I do, you know, I, I think I would have appreciated that too. I would have welcomed that even if uh, we didn't agree. Right. Right. Um, but I, yeah. I was almost like, I was almost in a kind of a shock when I got the news so quickly and it made me fearful. So I just kind of fell under the same sort of spell of like, he's got to do like, almost like you got to do this now, you know? So whatever, it, not whatever it, it is what it is. And I just wanted to say that if I had to do it again, I would have, I wish I would have, you know, kind of said, Hey, can we talk, you know, just to see. 
Um, the, the things I think about are one is, you know, Brian got the J and J and he's been having shoulder issues. I would want to report that just, it, it came on later, you know, and he was, he says he's got some weird feelings in that arm that he got the shot in that developed later. So I just be aware of that. And, um, a colleague of mine who I work closely with did not get J and J, but got the Pfizer, I think. Um, and recently have developing fainting spells that, you know, like, so just pay attention to yourself, you know, your body and use it to have, inform us, be our, we're going to be bears here. You know, you're going to let us know what the kind of thing is and, and be on the lookout for like, Hey man, a year from now, two years from now, if you find yourself, I'm getting more sick more often. That's ADE. That's like, that's mm-hmm. what that is. You know, um, I still think there's ways of fighting those sorts of things, but that I think is important is to, is to pay, is to just pay attention and be a source of information for those of us who didn't, who don't get to that point where we feel like we have to be vaxxed, like what, how this thing goes down, you know? Um, and if you feel great, then that's good. And that should be reported as well. You know what I'm saying? Um, the other thing I think about, and this is more kind of a mysticism that I develop and I want you to pay attention to this as well. Cause I don't know if, how you think, but part of me wonders if I did get the shot, if it would actually not because there's something in it, but almost psychologically, if it would, if it would do something to, to, um, weather down my resolve to, to resist this thing that's coming. That's not just about shots. It's about all the whole, the program. And I wonder if you think about that. And if it's just something I wanted you to be aware of monitoring and being aware that, Oh man, I, an edge has been taken off or, I, I want to hear what you have to say about that. And I think I get that sense from your text when you were like telling me positive thoughts. I think <laughs> you were thinking about that. And, and you know, like I, uh, for those who don't know, like I also like rely on like Buddhist principles. I believe in, you know, the mind and like, you know, detaching yourself from certain shit. And um, so, yeah, I, I believe that, you know, that's important. You know, I don't remember the term, but it's the opposite of uh, the placebo effect, the nocebo effect, mm. right? Like the nocebo effect that if people believe something is happening, it can actually, you know, like manifest in a way. And so, you know, I I am paying attention. I will pay attention. Uh, I'll try to, I mean, I'm still going to try to live a healthy life, you know, and like, um, you know, I don't, I um yeah I'm hoping for the best. I I will pay attention. I will report. You know, in a way, this is like our own experiment in a way. Uh, weirdly, because again, I do have a very good immune system, and if my system goes to shit, then we'll fucking know. And uh, again, like I'm not even concerned about the very short terms, even though I know I, I there are like you know a lot of cases, you know, uh, that even the the like spotty and shitty virus system identifies i am i am more curious about the long term you know that's uh i'm still gonna fight against you know this whole bullshit the boosters um um because i don't want to continue to have this shit in my body i'm betting on that it's just the one time and like i can dodge this bullet or i was grace you know and that fucking shot uh and um yeah, but uh, you know, for for me, like again, this is and that this is probably what something that I would have answered, would have told you yesterday if, for your questions about 
if I was sure if I had explored their options. Uh, for me, this is about keeping my humanity. Um, you know, because uh, I, I I've been scared recently. Like all these things have taken a toll on me. You know, like I've had so many other problems that are unrelated. You know, or like kind of. And just say, just the trauma of all this, this whole thing. Um, you know, just from day one, since we started passing food, having to work under pressure, under the threat of death, you know, under the threat of a mandate or losing my livelihood. And so I realized I've become very cold, emotionless, you know, and I think part of it is because uh the isolation, you know, and kind of see, you know, kind of having a, some ability to see the train wreck coming. I mean, you know, we knew like, when you used to seeing disasters, you know, like, this is something that maybe I'll, I'll talk in another episode, but, you know, I grew up with a lot of violence, you know, in, in my life, uh, not like in my own family, but like around me. <clears throat> and, I think this, and so I became used to it. You know, you just become used to seeing people get stabbed or shot or executed on TV because, you know, military rule. <clears throat> so I think that's a similar path here that from being subjected to so much shit so constantly, you become detached, desensitized. And so, you know, like, I'm questioning the emotions that I have regarding my cousin because he's. He's the closest person uh, besides my brother and my family, person that I confide in. And, uh, you know, like I, I've been in denial. And so I need to see him. <laughs> Even if it's the last time. Yeah. Can you have a question for you? When you uh, say cold, what do you mean you've been cold? Well, I don't have emotions. I, I, I see situations and I'm like, shit, that's wrong. We need something about, but I, I don't feel anything. You know, like, oh, someone is suffering again. Oh, shit. Like, they, they don't have food. Oh, they need to go to the hospital. Oh, someone is houseless. Oh, they got raped. Oh, you know, like, all this shit. Oh, reading house. You know, the, you know, that I just like, okay, yeah, you have emotions. And, you know, like, I judge people. Like, it's like similar to what you're saying, Eduardo. Like, Oh yeah, they're just fucking having emotions, but that's important too, even if they're misguided. Even if they're misguided, if they were manipulated by the news, you know, like with limited facts, that's still important to pay attention to. You know, and like I I think I, I lost in the isolation in doing shit through Zoom, you know, like through to the internet, through all this shit. I, I I'm losing my sense of socializing or being with people being with people who you disagree with you know like i've always been very good at that you know like being around people that and seeing the complexity you know and and having compassion you know because i think i understand even if i don't agree but i've lost that along the way in this whole like the world that we've been on that i've been on you know, all the battles, because it's not just the vaccine, you know, it's been the lies, 
is being being quiet about like having gone to casinos, you know, unmasked, having gone dancing unmasked, you know, being in places that I'm not supposed to be because I'm putting supposedly putting other people in danger, you know, and so I don't know, like I, I need to see my family because we are real. We my, that side of my family is like we grew up together. We went through the same traumas as kids, and we laugh in the darkness. Like you know, that's the fucking greatest ability of my family. And my and like people who come to my home, you know, see that that we laugh about fucking, you know, disgrace or or shit that happened today. You know, my mom when I came out, they know that I'm hurting my family. They know that I'm hurting the most. And I've been haven't been crying, and you know, um, but we started making jokes about vaccine. You know, like the vaccine. It's just like, yeah, those irresponsible people that are not getting vaccinated. <laughs> that, you know, we don't mean that. Hell no. Yeah. We're gonna fight. You know, but that's the side of my family that's over there, and they're alone too, just like us here. Mm-hmm. You know, and they've had to make choices. You know, on their own, and I want to hug them. You know, is I, this? Hmm. Is this 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 trip of yours? Is this to revive some of that of your humanity? Yeah. To to revive your I'm hoping yourself. Is that it? Yeah, because I I do think I need to grieve. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to grieve some stuff, and I need to be reminded of other stuff. Uh, I need to see reality. You know, the reality of my cousin, who's been like, uh, Lipson, you met him. He's like built. Yeah. He's kind of built like Lipson. You know, like well built, stocky. And he's very um, outgoing and super friendly and just very uh, open. He's the love that he takes care of people. Yeah. And like, and now the reality is the opposite, you know, and like, again, in my Buddhist principle, that's the reality of life, right? That we all get sick, we all die, mm-hmm. you know, and like in this whole context, you know, of COVID, I think that's one thing that I mentioned before that. Western society has a very horrible uh, relationship with death. And that's why, you know, we get manipulated, you know, in some ways. Uh, And so, I don't know, I just just need to see my cousin, I need to feel him. You know, I I hope it's uh, in life. Um, I hope that I also have like a, 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 some hope. I'm not. Lo- I haven't lost hope. Maybe it is denial. I don't know. But yeah. I want to find out. You know, I want to make it there and touch him and like. Yeah. You know, every little bit counts because I think. Sorry, that's that's the shit that killed me about the first wave of COVID deaths when people were allowed to die on their own. Yeah. No one fucking touched them, and, and a lot of those people got burnt. You know, and and they didn't see anybody else. They didn't return, and based on what on bullshit. No, I, I think um, you, I, you, we didn't have this conversation, Kenny, but I understand now what you're saying and I get it. And I even get how it's independent. I do hope you get there on time to see Sergio and to hug him and he's there so you can talk with him. But I can see now that this, regardless of whether or not you get there on time, there's something that you need to do when you get there that's about your family, but it's also about you and recovering that. And you had to sacrifice something to be able to hold on to something bigger. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that's, you know, and that's, I think, 
this is real life and this is also how the struggle plays out you know like that real circumstances you know like you know are not gonna play out nice and clean you know and and we're gonna you know and the people who fight power we've seen it they get put into difficult situations you know and they pay a high price a lot of people do um can i have a question kenny you you've been sharing quite authentically here you are probably going to get enough people to sympathize with you on the, in the sense of the pressures over this whole COVID journey people have gone through trying to resist. Uh, I'm not sure we've touched on that much. I think even Andy has mostly talked about how that the thought of losing his job wasn't stressful. Other things were stressful. Um, and the the your the pressures are different but and i have shared here but mine were on the backstabbing i felt like on my political left mm-hmm. but you're sharing something about your I, I would assume here please correct me if i'm wrong around uh the pressures of 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 the whole experience of of trying to resist am i correct like the, the resistance is exhausting in itself and the isolation that comes with it and the political isolation that comes with it, but also the the real like exile and the banishment that you talked about, right? Like the, and also just not just because of, uh, it, it's also like work, family, it permeates every area of you, of your life, of our lives, everyone else's lives. And I think that people will find themselves reflected in that. It's accumulation, uh, uh, accumulation of, of all of that, no, I think. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, I, um, you know, that's that's why I think I feel some relief. Um, not because I will have access to shit, because I don't know. I'm not gonna tell you. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm gonna handle that shit. Them mm-hmm. wrong, and I think more vaccinated people need to fucking stand up. You know, if we're in, because it's you know it's. Yes, yes, of course, it's about the future, you know, that we've discussed, that is dystopian future that's being built, that atomizes people and isolates people. Um, and, but yeah, you know, I, I, that wasn't my plan, but it is. Now that I look back at everything we've talked about, it, it's been a long road to this moment. It's not, it's not over. Hell no. It's not. You know, this is a... Uh, uh, just a different chapter, I guess, for me, because uh, in in a way, I don't know. Like, I, my identity wasn't as an unvaccinated person, you know, and that's something that I'm gonna need to explore right now, um, because uh, I'm not gonna be facing the same pressures, right, like as other people. Um, and so, in in a way, my fight is evolving, you know, um, and. But I, I do need to go to, uh, you know, this island, my family. Yeah. yeah. Because, yeah, it has been exhausting. And, you know, uh, yeah, and I think that's the thing that bothers me. Um, because uh, it's real lives that are getting affected, you know. Um, yeah. And, you know, I'm not, uh, 
yeah, I mean, this is, I get it, I accept this, you know, this is life, people get sick, people, uh, and don't get me wrong, I still, I still fucking blame capitalism for a lot of this shit, <laughs> you know, I still do, you know, and, but, uh, yeah, I don't know, for now, uh, I think uh, I, I, I'm going to start writing a new chapter, and see how I'm going to fight from this vantage point, and, uh, but for now, I just need some rest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I... Well, okay. I just... You know, it's interesting that, you know, that you, what we're going to really have from this episode, the takeaway, is that you are sharing with us the pain of really going through something that is very important to you um, and is not necessarily something that, you know, you, out of the three of us, will have privileges that we won't have but it's not a celebratory thing. It's it's a painful experience in the sense that you have to have gone through this under duress, taken something away that's valuable to you um, in order for you to, to do something of the utmost importance to you, which is your family, which is clearly very important. And so um, I want to just say that I appreciate and I'm very grateful that you, whether that you put this episode up or not, this is beyond this episode it's it's as us as friends i'm very grateful that you have been um very uh, open with us uh to share your personal experience and what you're going through um i am reminded of again just a recent conversation i had with my friend last week and it opens up for me another um it just opens up for me more of just how painful it is to be at this time in this moment for a lot of people, a lot of our friends, a lot of people who are being, you know, corralled into something they don't want to do. People's willing, people's almost free will is being snatched from them. I know there's many people that um, are going through similar shit with different, you know, variations, but, uh, and they've chosen to stay quiet, you know, and, for whatever reason, I don't judge, you know, again, in that sense. Um, but uh, I think that, you know, sharing stories sometimes helps to not make you feel alone. Because I think that's the pattern I've seen with my friends who are also in their own ways fighting their own battles in silence. Is that, um, you know, they feel alone. And I think that, you know, this is, we've known this in other issues, right? We know this with people's identities in all sorts of things, you know, when they're not their true selves. Um, and I have the the ability to be able to be loud through here, you know, and I, like I've expressed this, what's left. Yes, of course, I wanna share my thoughts, but it's ultimate therapy to me, <laughs> you know, like, because I'm allowed, I'm allowed to be myself. Mm -hmm. I'm allowed to sh actually share my thoughts and, you know, and, uh, very different from me, but yes. <laughs> what's that? A very different viewpoint from how I see what's <laughs> left. But yes, good. <laughs> I'm glad you see it. But yeah, so, uh, you know, I don't know. Like, this is in, you know, uh, the battle continues. I And I hope that, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just, we'll see. But uh, I'm still in it. Well, like. Like Eduardo, I really appreciate you sharing this. Um, 
I'm proud of you for doing this, Kenny. I'm proud of you for sharing this episode. I, I kind of now think you've made the right decision. I think you've helped convince me of that thing I might have called you about. And I think that the answer you give makes sense. I think you're going to find what you're looking for there. And I think you're looking for the right thing. Um, and uh, so I love you. And uh, and I'm just I'm glad we had this conversation. Thank you. I mean, I love you both. You know, like you both, uh, you know, are comrades, friends. And, you know, I do appreciate your support. Big hug. <laughs> But real, we we only doing virtual hugs right now. You're gonna get the real thing in Canada, so I'm I'm glad for you. I know, like, yeah. Thank you, Kenny. I I do think that people who are there was a few people on the workers and students for choice that have said something around that they had to take it because one of their teenagers or something like this was they were going to take it, so they were going to take it for their kid, and. You know, there were supportive comments. There were other people who were trying to discourage it. But I think that this is a, a episode that will be um, perfect for this week, you know, because of people mm -hmm. gathering together. Mm -hmm. It really does make sense. And I want to really thank Kenny for the vulnerabilities and shared in this episode. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are going to feel a lot of things this week. Mm -hmm. All right. <clears throat> So that does it for this week's episode. <clears throat> What's Left is a weekly political podcast slash channel challenging the mainstream left. We post information about our topics and our guests on the episode notes where we found this episode or on our blog at what-s-left.webmail.com. Uh, you can find past episodes to this podcast slash channel there and connect with us. I remind folks, if you fancy anything you like here, if you have heard anything that, that struck with you, uh, write to Kenny, write to Andy. Uh, do not write to me uh, share your favorite episode rate review subscribe uh, jot down our information on any of our platforms on Spotify iTunes Podcast Stitcher Google Play uh, BitChute Odyssey YouTube or Telegram and if you would like to give us feedback about something you've heard or suggest something for us to cover contact us through our blog uh, I'm Eduardo Barca with co-host uh, Kenny Cepeda and Andy Lipson thank you all very much and we'll see you all next time and have a wonderful uh, family gathering this week Tchau.